Coming up on 5-Minute News. U.S. Census data shows white population shrank for the first time. Over 9,000 anti-Asian hate crimes reported in U.S. since pandemic began. And 3,000 troops deployed for partial Afghan embassy evacuation. It's Friday, August 13. I'm Anthony Davis. The U.S. became more diverse and more urban over the past decade, and the non-Hispanic white population dropped for the first time on record, the Census Bureau reported yesterday, as it released a trove of demographic data that will be used to redraw the nation's political maps. The new figures offered the most detailed portrait yet of how the country has changed since 2010, and they are sure to set off an intense partisan battle over representation at a time of deep national division and fights over voting rights. The numbers could help determine control of the House in the 2022 elections and provide an electoral edge for years to come. The data will also shape how $1.5 trillion in annual federal spending is distributed. The share of the white population fell from 63.7% in 2010 to 57.8% in 2020, the lowest on record, driven by falling birth rates among white women compared with Hispanic and Asian women. The number of non-Hispanic white people shrank from 196 million in 2010 to 191 million. The Hispanic population grew by almost a quarter over the decade to 62.1 million residents in 2020. By comparison, the non-Hispanic growth rate over the decade was 4.3%. The data demonstrates that the Latino community is a huge and increasing part of our nation's future, said Thomas Sainz, president of the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Educational Fund. The numbers reflect countless decisions made over the past 10 years by individuals to have children, move to another part of the country, or to come to the US from elsewhere. But they will also shore up fears on the far right that the white man is losing his standing in America, which could further inflame racial tensions. More than 9,000 anti-Asian incidents have been reported across the United States since the coronavirus pandemic began, according to a report released on Thursday. Stop AAPI Hate, a national coalition that tracks and responds to racially motivated hate crimes towards Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, received 9,081 reports between March 2020 and this June. Since the coronavirus was first reported in China, Members of Asian American and Pacific Islander communities across the U.S. have faced bigotry in the form of verbal harassment and physical attacks. Many blame Donald Trump for helping to stir anti-Asian sentiment by using racist terms when referring to the virus, such as China virus and Kung flu. According to the report, 63.7% of the incidents involved verbal harassment and 16.5% involved shunning, the deliberate avoidance of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. About 13.7% of the reports were of physical assault, the third largest category of total reported incidents. Since the pandemic began, the majority of the headline-making attacks have involved senior Asians across the country, with many being beaten, kicked, shoved or stabbed. 
A reporting spike usually occurs after a high-profile incident, such as the March 16 Atlanta spa shootings that left eight people dead, including six Asian women. In May, Joe Biden signed the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act, expediting the Justice Department's review of hate crimes and making grants available in order to help local law enforcement agencies improve their investigation, identification and reporting of racially charged incidents. Stop AAPI Hate praised the bill, but criticised its focus on law enforcement over community-led reform. Just weeks before the US is scheduled to end its war in Afghanistan, the Biden administration is rushing 3,000 fresh troops to Kabul airport to help with a partial evacuation of the US embassy. The move highlights the stunning speed of a Taliban takeover of much of the country, including their capture on Thursday of Kandahar, the second largest city and the birthplace of the Taliban movement. The State Department said the embassy will continue functioning, but Thursday's dramatic decision to bring in thousands of additional US troops is a sign of waning confidence in the Afghan government's ability to hold off the Taliban surge. The announcement came just hours before the Taliban captured two major Afghan cities, the country's second and third largest after Kabul, and a strategic provincial capital on Thursday, further squeezing the embattled government just weeks before the end of the American military mission in Afghanistan. The seizure of Kandahar and Herat marks the biggest prizes yet for the Taliban, who've taken 12 of Afghanistan's 34 provincial capitals as part of a week-long blitz. President Joe Biden, who has remained adamant about ending the 19-year U.S. mission in Afghanistan at the end of this month, despite the Taliban sweep, conferred with senior national security officials overnight, then gave the order for the additional temporary troops on Thursday morning. The viability of the U.S.-trained Afghan army, however, is looking increasingly dim. A new military assessment says Kabul could come under Taliban pressure as soon as September, and if current trends hold, the country could fall to the Taliban within a few months. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news. Daily. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, 
for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.